Clients on Demand teaches coaches, service providers, and thought leaders how to attract the right clients at the right price anytime they want. This podcast is about answering one question. How can you build a sustainable seven or eight figure business that changes the world and gets results for clients without sacrificing your freedom? If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. All this information is 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Russ and Jane. Welcome to today's show. And today we're going to be talking about how to actually achieve your goals in 2018 so that this isn't another year where you set some goals and then they don't happen because the last thing you want to do is start stacking those up <laughs> because <laughs> every single time you set a goal and you don't follow through on it, and we're going to talk about this a little bit, you kind of hurt credibility with yourself a mm. little bit. And if you're, whether you're a client of ours or whether you're just sort of listening to this on the podcast or whether you're in our Facebook group or however you're seeing this, we want to put you on the trajectory to actually get some incredible things done. I mean, if, if we're about anything, what we're about at the end of the day is helping people evolve and helping people become the person that they actually want to be with the business that you want, the life that you want, the relationship you want, and all those things. Because if we're not doing that, then like, what the hell are we doing? I know there's some of you guys that are already off track on your goals. And I'll be honest, I'm already off track on some of them too. Like revenue goals, we're actually ahead of the game. But as far as like other stuff that I wanted to do this year, I'm already screwing things up. You better so, pay attention then. Yeah. So James can break <laughs> down like how to actually achieve some really amazing life-changing stuff this year. And what are some of the pitfalls that all of us tend to fall into that stop us from actually getting it done and actually you know, making the achievements that we want to make. Yeah. So anytime we start a new year, everyone is all excited to start, to start setting some goals, right? There's all, you know, every, you know, today's show, the morning shows, everything that Facebook is blowing up about setting your goals. And it's, you know, a really a, a, a big, exciting time. And the truth is, is that you can set goals at any time you want. And People tend to do it at the start of the new year because it feels like it's a fresh start. So no matter where you are right now, whether you set goals to begin the new year or not, you can just decide right now is your fresh start and, and get it into gear. So I think that it's important that, you know, there's a lot of talk that people set all these new, new year's resolutions and that most of them fail. Most right. people fail at their New Year's resolutions. And, you know, if we talk about that a minute, the reason why is that we have that fresh new start and it seems really exciting and we set some really big lofty things that we want to do. But for a lot of people, then life happens, meaning like now it's January 3rd and we've been off work for a week and now we got to catch up from being gone from the holidays and get kids back off to school and, you know, Life gets in the way and we forget about those goals and goals tend to happen. Like I said, when we feel like we have a fresh start or when we hit a threshold of pain where that pain is like, I am no longer going to settle from this. You know, it's like you might have had that. Wouldn't it be nice to get in, in shape? Wouldn't it be nice to be fit? But then there gets this point where it's like, I have nothing in my closet that fits like this is ridiculous or you have to try in a bathing suit and you're like, oh, my God, what happened? Right. And that's when you hit that threshold and then you set a goal. 
right? And then all of the other stuff's kind of can can then get in the way. So the first thing we want to talk about is what what is a goal and what distinguishes something from, you know, a goal and an outcome and intention. And I think the first thing that stands in the way is really making the distinction between a hope and a goal. And a lot of people set hopes. <laughs> I was talking to my daughter last night. We were snuggled up on the couch and just talking about some of the things that we wanted to do and vacations that we wanted to take. And she says, Mama, I, I just really think we should go to Disney every single year. I'm like, okay, well, I think we could probably make that happen. I mean, we're already, you know, we can go in April. And she's like, no, 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 no. I really want to do it. I don't want this to be a goal. I, I really want to do it. And I thought it was so funny because in her little mind, she actually thought goals were wishes. She just thought those were hopes or wishes. And and it's which which is funny to me because we actually sit down as a family every, you know, that first New Year's Day actually, and we do vision boards together. And, you know, she usually cuts stuff out about Disney, which we almost always go to, by the way. And uh, you know, like what she wants to do, what teams she wants to make and goals she wants to have, but she still thought of that as a wish. And so really looking the difference between a hope and a goal. So a hope, I mean, that might be the start, that's an inkling of something, but what can shift it more into a goal is having a plan, which brings us to the next point. You know, first off, you have to really set some, some strategic, specific goals that you want to make happen. And number two, in order to make that happen, you have to follow that up with a with a very clear plan. I think that's really important. What makes it a plan and what changes the hope into an outcome or a goal is, you know, everybody heard of smart goals, having specific, you know, measurable, actionable, you know, uh, uh, realistic and time bound goals. Like everybody's heard of that. And that's a really good start. And uh, Russ, you and I have talked about this before. I, I never start with my first my first goal. So, for example, um, we've talked about like people will come to us all the time. You know, they'll say, well, right. I want more clients. Great. That's a great start. <laughs> How many more? One, two, right. ten? How right? many more? At what price? Who do you want to work with? Who do you not want to work with? Exactly. Do you want it to be easy? Do you want it to feel effortless? Do you want it to be fun? Do you want to have it be joyful? You know, so whenever we sit down, you know, our team, we look at that and we go, okay, you know, what are what are outcomes? And then what do we really want? So right. for example, if you have an outcome to, um, you know, my outcome is I want to enroll 10 amazing clients, you know, 10 people into my program is very different than saying, I want to enroll 10 amazing clients into my program that are very excited to work with me who are the perfect fit and I enjoy doing it, mm -hmm. right? Like something like that, right? Where you're just really specific about what it is that you want to make happen. You know, when I'm doing goals, Jane, also, I always also tend to get specific about what I don't want. So like mm. when I'm framing a goal or when I'm trying to come up with a plan, I try to do sort of like, how can I X without Y? Yes. Like how can I you know, how can I get, how can I consistently enroll clients into my, my offers without having to do live webinars all the time mm. or without having to blog every day or without having to whatever. And when I do that, it creates a whole new distinction where now it kind of opens up these possibilities of like, okay, I know this is what I want and this is what I don't want. So how can I make that happen? 
Yeah, I love that. And you do. You do that all the time, actually. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you always follow it up with it. Like, okay, that's great. We want that. But what do we not want about that? What this? do we not so, want? But, but the yeah. thing is, too, it's like you have to have both. Because if you're only I – know, I know people that go through their whole life never thinking about what they want. They, their whole life is about what they don't want. Well, I don't want to work this job anymore. I don't want to be friends with this person anymore. I don't want to do this. Well, what do you want? I don't know. I just don't want this. And that's not really going to get you anywhere because yeah. you're just avoiding, avoiding, avoiding. But then other people just go, hey, look, I want to, you know, I want to, I want to, I don't know, make $10 million this year. And it's like, okay, fine. But that, if you don't think about what you don't want, then that puts you on the path to like burnout and having all these major inner conflicts in your life. Mm -hmm. you, you need to decide like you want to get to 10 million this year. You want to get to a million or you want to get to $20,000 a month without sacrificing the time I spend with my wife, without sacrificing the time I spend with my husband or without doing this or without doing that. To me, that's really empowering because it allows me to sort of decide how it's all going to fit together, if that makes sense. I think it sets you towards a plan a, a little, like right. your actionables, right? Because yeah. then you're now you kind of have that into a container, like, okay, so these are the things that I don't want, right? And so my actions have to make sure that they're a path mm -hmm. to how I more want to do it as opposed to, you know, I could do it all these other ways, but wait a minute, that doesn't feel good because it's exactly. going to, you know, take away my lifestyle or freedom or, or what have you. Right. So I think that's great. I think the other part of having a plan is that you have to have a really strong why. Mm -hmm. You have to know why you want it because in the beginning, when a goal is born, like I said, most of the time, a goal is born out of, I don't have something. Like right. something's not here and I want something. And that's usually how in the beginning, goals or outcomes are created unless you have so much momentum going towards something already. It's just kind of like, what's next? What's next? Which is where we are in business right now. It's right. like, there's not like a lack. It's kind of like, there's no pain around it. It's like, it's so exciting and fun. And we have such a train going of momentum that we just want to keep building on it. So goals are usually created out of those two places. They're either created out of some kind of pain or you, what you don't want or lots of a momentum. Rarely are goals created on you know, it's okay. You know, like, it's not so bad. It's not that great, but I'm kind of holding steady, right? Like, usually, no, you know, goals are not created from that place. So once you so create... Are, so let me just say something about that really quick. Yeah. That's what makes those types of situations so dangerous. Like, I remember when I was bartending a million years ago, right? I mean, I was a bartender, if you guys don't know this, I was a bartender for like 10 years, 10 years. And what's, what sucked about it is that it wasn't that bad. You know what I mean? You go in, you're basically working part-time, you make, I don't know, 150, 200 bucks a shift, you meet people, it's interesting, there's always stuff going on, the people you work with are cool. And the thing is that like, when you're in a situation in life that's absolutely awful, it forces you to do something about it. But when you're in a situation in life, it's like, eh, this isn't what I wanna be doing, but it's okay. It's really easy to get comfortable and stay yeah. stuck there. And, and it's like, I was there, I mean, I was literally there for 10 years. And so that when I finally quit and decided to start getting into um, online stuff, like it was like, I had this, this nightmare that I was just a bartender for 10 years. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I woke up, it was the craziest feeling. It was the craziest thing, but that's how insidious these situations can be where it's like, if it's not a really awful situation, it doesn't give you enough juice to power your way out of it. And it wasn't until I turned 30 that I started to like hit threshold, Jane, like what you just talked about, where I really took a look at my life and said, oh shit, I just turned 30. 
I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta figure something out here because I'm living so far below, you know, my internal ideal, my internal potential. But it took me that long to get to that point of threshold where I finally had the guts to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really important. I, you know, uh, most people have seen like the wheel of life, right? Or you take different areas of your life, like your health, your relationship, your finances, your career, you know, um, and you break it all down and you go, okay, so on a scale of one to 10, where I, where am I? So in my health, on a scale of one to 10, I'm going to rate myself one being totally, you know, unhealthy, uh, not taking care of myself, massive consequences to, to the, to what's going on in my health. And then 10 out of this world, like I am on fire. I'm exactly where I want to be. And you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10. So in fact, everybody should just do that right now. So take one area of your life, your finances, your career, your health, your relationships with your family, um, with a spouse or a, a partner, and rate yourself on a scale of one to ten. I should have some music, like. Dun, dun, dun. So it's not going to take that long. You just pick a number. Yeah, just pick a number. Everybody yeah. pick a number. So at least on one different area. Got it. And so here's what you're going to find. So you look at that number, and if you're kind of a, you know, if your number is more like eight, nine, ten. Eight, nine, ten, you have some momentum going in that area, right? You might not be quite at your level of standard of where you want to be, but you have some momentum. You're making some stuff happen. And then if you're at like a one, two, three, you can really tap into that as well because it's like, ooh, yikes, this is really bad, right? Like for you with bartending and like your mission and purpose in life, you're like, right. yeah, this is not an alignment. If you mm -hmm. rated your career and your mission, your purpose and where you wanted to be, that was definitely super low. And if you're super low, you want to tap into that too. You want to look at, oh my goodness, if I stay at this area, what's my life going to be like living here? Mm -hmm. And you can tap into that and tap into that pain as drive to move you into momentum. But here's where it's dangerous. If you're at kind of a four, five, six or five, six, seven, even you're in no man's land. Yeah. You're like, in like you're in the desert, you know, cause it ain't right. that bad. That's yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Like it, it's, it's, it's not bad enough for you to do something about it, but you know, you need to do something about it. And you're kind of just like, eh. I mean, that, that's, that's really the most dangerous place to be. Yeah. So then how do you switch from like that eh, dangerous place into either tapping into momentum or tapping into that, that leverage or those pain points of, of things not working. And one of the reasons you, one way you can do that is you have to have a very strong why, a mm -hmm. reason why you want that. So for you, when you quit bartending, like you had a strong reason why mm -hmm. you started painting a picture of your future, what life could be like, what you wanted to be able to do, what kind of freedom that you wanted to have. What you, what kind of, what you'd be able to do with your family once, you know, once you got married and had a family, right? Like you had all, I'm willing to bet you built on all kinds of reasons why that turned into, it'd be kind of nice to, okay, now it's a must. Yeah. Right. And, and so the problem is, is when people set those goals in New Year's Eve, they, they've set these goals because it's exciting time to do so. But if they don't have a strong reason why, it's so easy to get off track, especially if you get, a, if you, if you lose a couple of pounds, right? Well, I lost three pounds. My jeans fit. It's all cool now, you know, and yeah. you could stop. So if you have a strong reason why, that's going to, that's going to drive you. So. Mm -hmm. Many people say, you know, your outcome or your goal is the destination of where you're going, but your why, your purpose is the fuel to get you there. 
So if I say I want to be, you know, healthy and fit and 10 pounds later, and then I go to a party and at this party, somebody is serving chocolate cake and I love chocolate cake. Like it is my favorite thing to have this chocolate cake. And if I don't have strong enough reasons why I want this outcome, it's going to be very easy to say yes to that mm -hmm. chocolate cake. But if every single day I'm associated to my goal, what I want, why it's important to me, how it'll make me feel, how it's going to affect all these different areas of my life, I get to have freedom to choose. Do I want this cake or not based on, you know, based on my commitment and where I'm going? So those, that reason why makes it a lot easier. Um, so once you have those reasons why, you have to have habits and actions that are going to get you there. You've got to set those out in advance. What are some habits? What are some actions that are going to move you closer to those goals? It's super important because if you just make something up and you don't talk, you know, if, I, if my daughter wants to go to Disney and I don't buy airline tickets, we ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there, you have to develop those strong habits that, that are going to get there. And there's all kinds of really cool things that you can do with that, you know. Our team right now is using um, the app Habit Share, and we're tracking it and making it fun and having accountability partners. And, uh, you know, some people, there's all kinds of planning apps and things that you can do to do that. For crying out loud, a piece of paper and a pen works great if every single uh, week you sat down and said, here's my outcome, here's my why, and here are the actions this week I'm going to do to make it happen. Mm -hmm. But you have to make sure that you're diligent, that you're doing that at least every single week. You're reassessing where you are in regards to that, mm -hmm. to that goal. So once you, you know, set a real, a real goal, you have a clear plan, you really have to commit. You have to commit with integrity. And so, Integrity is this weird word that people have a lot of heat around, but the truth is, is integrity, what I'm talking about is your personal integrity, your personal word. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, what happens is that we get really loosey-goosey with it. You know, we say we're going to work out and we don't do it and we rationalize why we didn't do it. And then we say we're going to do it the next day and we have another story about why we do it or, um, you know, we'll do it tomorrow. Right. And so what happens is the more you say you're going to do something and the more you don't do it, you're setting yourself up to lose because pretty soon your personal word doesn't really mean anything to you anymore. Just doesn't mean anything to you anymore. And That's it's true. like. You know, think about it in relationships, right? Like right. If, if, if your loved one told you, you know, every day they're going to do something and then they don't do it pretty soon. It's kind of like you just don't believe them, right? Like it's kind of like you're still love there. So I'm saying that, but she's kind of like, yeah, well, all right, I'll just hire someone to do it then, you know, <laughs> because it's not going to get done. And you, you, there's that trust, it, you know, that trust is kind of gone. Yeah. But the worst trust that can go away is that personal integrity trust. That's so huge because it erodes your faith in yourself. Like I remember one thing that I always loved about my dad when I was a kid is like if my dad said he was going to do something, you could take it like it was done. Like if I was like my dad like had to mail something or run an errand or dad, I need you to pick up this or whatever it was when I was a little kid, it was done. There was like no question it was going to happen. And over the course of my life, like that created such tremendous trust between me and my dad where he's just the kind of guy where if he says he's going to do something, like you can literally bet your life on the fact that it's going to get done. But we don't have that same relationship with ourselves where when you make a commitment to yourself to do something, 
we flake out on ourselves, we whatever. And then I think you're right. It starts to erode your trust in yourself. And I think that's obviously really destructive. I mean, my God. Yeah. And you take it a higher level, depending on your beliefs around mass manifestation. It's like, if you can't do action or be your word, it's kind of like, what are you sending out to the universe? You know, like exactly. it just kind of messes that whole thing up too. Right. Like if you're yeah. wanting to manifest something and if you believe, hey, you know, word, thought, deed, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you commit to something, you align your thoughts to it and then you have to take the action. But if there's a break in that chain, what's coming back at you? And so it's interesting that the areas that you're really successful in life, you're pretty most often you're pretty much in integrity with your word and what you say that you're going to do. You know, right. we just had a conversation about your dad. Your dad has awesome habits and rituals that he does you know, every single day, mm-hmm. you know, whether everything from walking to the dog to his habits that he has at work and your dad's a successful guy, yeah. you know, like, and he just creates success. Like, it's just not, it's not a problem for him. Mm-hmm. He wants to do something. He makes it happen. That's the thing. Like, there's no, he decides to do something and it just, he just does it. Like, I, I, I wish I was more like that. Like, if I, if it's something that I want to do, like, and the good thing, the, the thing that's really lucky for me is I love the work that we do. So I wake up in the morning, I'm like ready to rock and roll. But if I have something that I want to do that I really am not excited about, it's like, oh, man, it's, I, I waste a lot of mental energy, like talking myself into doing things that I know I should do that I don't want to do. Well, that actually kind of moves into priority too, right? right. So it's like, yeah, with work, like we just love it. You know, we're lucky that we have a great team. We love being around each other. And it just, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like work. You know, it could mm-hmm. be 10 o'clock at night and, you know, it, 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 doesn't, slack, like, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's every day. It, it doesn't matter. But, you know, when you have an area where it's blah, right, you have no momentum there and it's, it's not all that bad, but you can also rational, rationalize your other success. Hey, I'm not doing this because I'm putting my attention over here. Right. Right. So, you know, we'll kind of move into that in a minute here with mindset. But that's that's another way is 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 focusing your attention. So you have to the, the last thing you have to make it a priority. So looking at the whole picture, if you say, OK, well, I have, you know, a, a, an outcome that I want to take my business to a million dollars this year, you know, mm-hmm. and I have an outcome that I want to, you know, have absolute love and intimacy and best friend with my, you know, with my spouse that I want to be there for my children, that I want to be healthy, right? It's, it's normal to have outcomes in every single area of your life. But what happens is, is that having outcomes in every single area of your life does not necessarily mean you're spending equal amount of time in each area of your life. Yeah. Right. Cause it just, oftentimes when you're in go mode, like, Hey, many of you guys have done launches when you're in, when you're doing a launch, right? Like every single part of your attention goes there like Mm -hmm. day and night, right? Like there's nothing else you can do. And, um, you know, or you're trying to get a new business off the ground. It's like, it's go time. The majority of your time will most likely be, you know, in your business. But then you have to look at the other areas of your life. You go, what, you know what? I'm still committed to being an amazing mom. So how do I still make that a priority and get the impact? Even if more of my time is spent over, you know, here right now. Mm -hmm. So it's about taking, you know, that wheel or the different areas of your life that you're committed to and saying, okay, what are the things that are absolute must? You know, for me, it's an absolute must, you know, that we have dinner together you know, with kids doing soccer and dance and, you know, all the different things that they're doing. And, and what I'm doing here is that we still need to sit down and have dinner together, 
you know, three days a week. And that when my uh, kids walk in the door that I have a half an hour, I stop what I'm doing and I, I, I set them up, learn about their day and see what's going on. It's an absolute must that I put them to bed every single night and that we have that snuggle time before, right? So it's not equal time, right? But it's equal impact. And, you know, that I'm making sure that I'm meeting that result to creating an, you know, undeniable bond and commitment to their growth. And that's so important, Jane, because really what we do at Clients on Demand is we just massively accelerate people's businesses. We've had clients that have gone from maybe they were doing $5,000 a month or so to doing like $100,000, $200,000 a month, like in the space of like three or four months. We get there fast. And a big part of what you know, you bring to the table and like Lisa brings to the table is showing people how to integrate that into their lives where you guys are probably thinking, well, yeah, believe me, if I was making $100,000 a month, I'd figure it out. But it's true because to get your business to that level and to accelerate things so fast, you need a really great game plan, but you also are going to be working. You know, you're going to be doing a lot of work and you're going to be busting through fear and busting through overwhelm. And if the other aspects of your life get overly neglected, What's going to happen is that you will begin to self-sabotage. You'll begin to sabotage the whole thing because you'll think that you have to choose between being a business owner and hitting your income goals and being a great mom. And it's just not true. I never believe. Yeah. You know, but, but we can, but unless we have the tools to do this properly, where as our business grows, we're also up leveling everything else in our lives. We're like, you know, my business gets better. I'm getting closer to my wife, not further away, getting closer to my kids, not further away. You know, I'm getting closer to you guys as a team. The clients are getting better results. Like all these great things need to happen at the same time. So it's really important that you guys are able to give our clients that sort of mental arsenal where they can do that in a balanced way that makes sense for their life. Yeah. And part of it, you just got to know what looks like a win. Like if you go, you know, I want to be a great mom. Great. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be in great shape. Oh, okay. What does that look like? You know, and so declaring that makes a make, makes a huge, huge difference, which really brings us to your beliefs, mm-hmm. right? Like, what are your beliefs that we talk about this all the time? And that's because it's absolutely necessary. You will come up with obstacles and challenges with your mindset. Mm-hmm. Just like it's going to happen. Right. Like to believe like it, it just happens. Something something breaks. Something doesn't go the way you want it. Uh, you know, you get feedback that you don't like. Uh, you just hit a roadblock and it will always come back to your beliefs. You know, um, we were just talking about because I wrote a few of them down. It's like I can't make money and be a good mom. And it's interesting how much I, that shows up for women, especially if we were just talking uh I was having a meeting with one of our coaches and what's going on with some of some clients and stuff and clients in a man. And it's like so interesting that that's like, that's the thing. Like I can you know, if I'm making money, it means I'm not, I'm not being a good mom because I'm putting material things in front of being a good mom. Like you gotta look at that and go, goodness gracious. What is the consequence of a belief like that? You know, mm-hmm. um, another one that I wrote down as an example for people is that, you know, I can't be healthy because of my genetics. Like I've always been this way. It's always been hard for me. I can't be fit. I can't be healthy because of that. Um, It's really hard to get clients. It's really, really hard to find great clients that you want to work with. That's 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 just tough. 
you know what, all the good men are gone. You know, it's so hard to get in a relationship because all the good ones are totally gone, right? So those are all beliefs that will come up. Like they're stories that are hanging out and, you know, in the background that are just ready to like jump up and, and grab you. So you want to look at how do you mitigate that and how you mitigate that is a really great, uh, strong mindset ritual you do every single day and identify what are some of those beliefs that are standing in your way. So one cool thing to do to do that is, is look at, okay, so here's where I am. You know, let's say here's where I am in my business. Here's where I want to be, you know, so you have, you're like drawing a line. So, you, you know, you write down, here's where I am. You write down, here's where I want to be. And then write down all the reasons, all the excuses, all the reasons that you have for not being there right now. What are, what is the entire conversation and you purge it? What is the entire conversation that you have? And then go back and read it and look at, well, some of them will be strategy. Like I don't know how, or um, I don't have a marketing system, right? And those are good things to take. That's a, a very useful information, but then you can kind of dig deeper too. And so which one of these things are actually belief? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have a marketing ritual. Why don't you? Well, because I believe marketing sleazy. There's the belief. There's your belief. And guys, here's the thing too, that, uh, that, and we see this over and over again, all of those beliefs that you have, the one thing that you need to understand is that all of them become self-fulfilling prophecies. Mm-hmm. Every single one. Like, and, and I was just talking to one of our clients um, this morning on the Q&A call where she's operating in the Swedish market. And and, and, and there's always like something where like my market's different and my offer is different. <laughs> always. It's like, oh, so, you know, <laughs> Swedish people don't have any money or photographers don't have any money or people in relationships don't have any money or single people don't have any money or... Successful people don't want to spend money and unsuccessful people don't have, I mean, it's like, there's all these stories, but here's the thing. If you allow yourself to accept that, Mm. I promise you that is what is going to show up for you again and again and again. They become self-fulfilling prophecies. And Jane, you do a lot of work, not just with our clients, but with our enrollment coaches as well. And like, like 90% of the work that we do isn't on like how they handle different things on the calls or whatever. It's about their beliefs. It's about their beliefs. So guys, like you've got to take a real look at this. And one of the best things that you can do is begin to surround yourself with people who are living proof that that belief is not true. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you go out there and you're having a belief, well, no one is going to pay me, you know, 3000 to $10,000 for my services. It's like come into clients on demand and surround yourself with like hundreds of people that are getting that every single day. And then very quickly that belief just, you can't hold on to it anymore. Cause what are you going to believe that you're the one person that is not going to work for? Yeah. So, you know, those beliefs really have the power to poison what you're doing. So it's not just like, oh, the belief is going to make you feel bad. Or, oh, wouldn't you be more confident if you didn't believe that? Yes, those things are true. But the way the human mind works is we're always looking for that confirmation bias. If you believe, you know what I mean, that no one in your, in your, in your target audience has any money, that is what you're going to see again and again and again. So it will poison what you're doing if you don't stop and take a look at those beliefs and begin to shift them towards beliefs that empower you. Yeah, there's no way for it to show up any differently if that's what you believe. That's right. like, there's no way. So, so work on your beliefs, people. <laughs> um, and next is how give yourself a little grace. Right. You know, uh, so often when we mess up or we get off track or let's say you don't keep your word, you didn't exercise that day and you said you were going to, you spend so much time beating ourselves up 
that we actually lower our energy around this goal. We lower our excitement around it because now it feels like a chore. It doesn't feel like you're moving towards something. I don't know what happened in the human race that, that made us believe that if we're like mean enough, we're going to get someone to do something, you know, like, like if we shame ourselves enough and sometimes we have fun with that and we can joke around and you can use it as a leverage. But if you live in beating yourself up in shame, there is no empowerment in that. There is no like, let me get up and, and, and take action because you just feel bad. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's think about, you know, with your partner, if I yell at my husband enough to take out the trash, you know, he'll probably end up taking out the trash, but obviously it loses connection. But the truth is, it's like, it doesn't really do anything, you know, like, right. like nagging, like it might work in the short term, but it's not a long term solution. And it's not for you either. You know, so just take a look at it. We said be in integrity. So you want to look at it and just say, you know what, I said I was going to work out. And I didn't. And so maybe you kind of go, what kind of new promise should I make? Do I um, make a game of it? You know, hey, if I don't work out, I get to watch my favorite TV show tonight, <laughs> you know, and, and keep your word with it. You know, there's ways to do that. But when you mess up, just forgive yourself and get reassociated to what you want, why that's important to you and, and move through it. Because if you don't give yourself that grace, honestly, you just go deeper and deeper into the hole of feeling bad. And, you know. You see it with kids all the time. You beat them up about not doing something and not doing something and they get smaller and smaller and smaller. If you tell my son how great he is at something, he just he just like he just opens up and he wants to do more of it. But if you tell him like, you know, hey, you don't pay attention in school or you don't do this, you don't do that, like he constricts. Like he's not showing up in school happy. No way. And you're like that whether you're a child, whether you're 20, whether you're 40, whether you're 60. Beating yourself up just does not work. So guys, when you don't do something that you committed to doing, don't waste a lot of time like making yourself feel bad about it. Just resolve to do better. Like just go out, you know, if you didn't go to the gym, oh, I didn't go to the gym today. Well, shit, can you go right now? You know what I mean? Can you go first thing tomorrow morning? What can you do to make sure that it happens? And don't waste any time like demanding that you be absolutely perfect and then feeling terrible when you don't because you're not going to be perfect. You are going to have days where you mess up. But the main thing is to is to not dwell there. Don't wallow there. Just get right back into it and keep moving forward. And you want to do it quicker, quickly. So the, yeah. the sooner you do that, like you notice and you're, you get real and you get honest, you go, I didn't work out today. Or you know what? I just... I, I didn't do this thing for my business that I said I was going to do this. The quicker you're honest with it and you go, why didn't I do it? I just, you know, I just didn't manage my life to do it or I didn't do this. You go, okay, cool. Start over. Right. right? Because what usually happens, you mess up on your diet and you're like, oh, well, I already ate cheesecake. Give me the chocolate cake too. You know, <laughs> and it's like, then you just stay on that, you know, that same path for like three or four days until finally you feel like crap again. And then you start all over, but right. resolve it more quickly. Because, you know, you eat something bad. Okay, great. I ate something bad. My next meal is going to be healthy. And that's how you shift that a lot. You know, you shift it quicker. quicker. Okay, so last step you start again is that number seven, find a mentor. So if you have a goal, you have an outcome, you have something that you want to make happen, find someone who has already paved the way. Somebody who's already done it. Someone has the psychology and the belief that sustains them through that goal. They have a strategy that's proven and duplicatable. Mm -hmm. That is always going to be your quickest way to get to where you want to go. 
Yeah, guys. I mean, that's probably the biggest shortcut of all is if you're setting a goal for yourself and you're really committed to making it happen, it's like finding a great mentor actually like checks all the boxes because a great mentor will help you have the beliefs. A great mentor will hold you accountable. A great mentor will make sure that you're moving forward every day. And all of those like pitfalls and mistakes and errors that you could make, the mentor's either made them himself or seen other people make them and can tell you what not to do. And this is the biggest thing, guys, because even if you look at something like Facebook ads, right, just to use something as an example, there are so many mistakes that you can make with Facebook ads. I think me and Adrian said this on the last show that we did together, is that there's like a thousand ways to lose money on Facebook. <laughs> and so finding a mentor is going to help you find the path you know, that's going to get you there. You're going to avoid the sharks and the landmines and all the other stuff. And you're just going to navigate to where you want to go in the shortest possible time. But if you don't have that, it's like you're just stumbling around and you're going to make mistake after mistake after mistake. You know, and a lot of people say, oh, you know, fail faster, like fail faster. And I'm like, okay, cool. I get what they're saying in terms of just put yourself out there. But like, if I can avoid a lot of bullshit mistakes, they're going to cost me time and money and energy. Well, then why wouldn't I do that? Fail faster is great, but I would rather just get it right the first time and not make stupid mistakes that I don't have to make. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's important that you find a mentor that can help you not only with a strategy, but can also help you with that mindset and psychology, because both of those things are going to get in the way. You have to have a strategy. You must have a strategy. But even with the right strategy, you will bump up against roadblocks because it's what we do. You know, it's and what most, humans do. Yeah. And then most fields of excellence. There are very few. I mean, you're talking about the top 1% of coaches and mentors that actually have both. Because I've met people that are phenomenal mindset coaches. They're really great at getting you riled up. And it's like, okay, I'm super pumped. I want to do this. What, what Now what? <laughs> like, what do I do? And they're like, I don't know. Go figure it out. <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? And then there's, oh! people, right, then there's people that are giving you like a strategy that, okay, this sounds good. I'm going to go do this. Wait a minute. I'm scared out of my mind. And they're like, oh yeah, just go do it. And they basically just make you feel bad until you do. And it's like, well, how's that going to work? So really, we're not talking about just going out and getting any mentor. Go out and find someone who has got the strategy, who's got the support, who's got the mindset stuff they can help you with, and who actually has the results and getting results consistently for other people, not just themselves, but also for the people that they're working with. It's key. It's crucial. It's the, if you're not doing that, especially if you've set a goal that's big, I want to get to 10,000 a month, 20,000 a month, 100,000 a month. I want to get into the best shape of my life. Like doing those big major life transformations on your own, it's, it's like just don't even try. Go out there and find someone who can coach you through it and coach you into it. I love it. And you know what? That's exactly why we do it in our program is for those, th that same reason. That's why you have all of, you know, us mindset people in your, <laughs> in your well, it's program. crucial. It's crucial. I mean, the difference that it makes having that sort of support in, in terms of our clients' results, it's like night and day, you know? And I hate to say that because I consider myself mostly like a strategist, you know, like I'm a marketing strategist, but damn. But you've you cultivated, know. like, yes, you, that's your, that's your winning formula. Like that's, that's your gift, but you wouldn't be where you are right now without the fact that you have cultivated such a mindset for success. And every single day you are doing those habits and rituals. Like it's, it's just what we do, you know? And, uh, if you didn't have that, you wouldn't have the success you have. No, totally. And not and that's sustainable. 
And that, but that's the thing that's the hardest for to to get people to get their head around is that because everyone is focused on the strategy. Everyone is like, well, if I just knew how to do Facebook ads, then I would be able to do this. Or if I could just do a great webinar, then I would be able to do this. And yeah, that's true. But there's a whole set of beliefs and ideas that need to sink into your bones and become who you are so that you can show up and operate at that level. And that's the difference, I think, between someone who's just like a teacher and mm. someone who's a mentor. Because the teacher is going to say, hey, here's how you do this thing. The mm. mentor or a great coach is going to lead you through the process and help you become a better, stronger, more powerful individual along the way. Because ultimately, it's like, yeah, there's the strategy, but there's also a ton of internal shifts and evolution that you need to go through to like walk that path and actually get to where you want to be. And so it's just crazy because I think very few, in order to get people to do that, it takes energy, it takes intensity, it takes a little bit of self-sacrifice, it takes caring, it takes integrity, it takes a lot of things that I think many, many unfortunately a lot of people out there are just unwilling or unable to to bring it to the table at that level you know what well I mean? most coaches their own stuff get in the way from also just calling things tight you know and and being able to to have real conversations and setting up a relationship where you can have a very um clear and honest coaching relationship where you, you know, the, the, the client knows that you're a hundred percent for them, that you're your, mm -hmm. their partner. You want it. You want them to have everything that they want to have. And they're willing to tell the truth and be that mirror. And that's more important to them than their client liking them. You know, I yeah. work with coaches yeah. all the time yeah. and their own stuff right. gets in the way. Yeah. It's more important than being liked. It's more important than making money. It's more yeah. important than sort of all of these little glittering things that can lead you off the path of, of what the hell we're really supposed to be doing, which is helping people win. Yeah. So most of the people listening, I'm sure have outcomes and goals within their, uh, within their business and getting more clients, having clients on demand. So, um, Russ, why don't you tell them how they can book a call? <laughs> guys, like, look, if you want to start achieving some of these goals that you've set for yourself, your income goals, your lifestyle goals, mm -hmm. the kind of impact and contribution that you're making, we want to help you do that. Head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book a call to speak to us, guys, because when it comes to doing that, we have it down to a science and we get people results so fast and 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 results with integrity where it fits into your life and it fits into who you are and actually helps you become a better, stronger person along the way. So we talk about money a lot. And yeah, that's a, you know how we one of the ways that we measure success. How much money did you make? How many people did you enroll? How many clients did you get? Whatever it is. But at the end of the day, it's about how you're growing and how you're showing up and the difference and the impact that you're making in the lives of the people that you serve. And we can help you do that at the very highest level that you're capable of. So if you want to accelerate your progress towards your goals this year and like, and, and really do it in a way that is absolutely going to move things forward really fast, head over to clientsondemand.com forward slash call and book a call to speak to us. And on that call, we'll look at what's going on. We'll look at what's going on in your business, what's going on in your personal life, how these things are fitting together and, and whether our strategies and our support can help you get where you want to go a lot faster than you would without our help. Jane, thank you so much for coming on here. It's like every time you come on and talk about this stuff, it's like so insightful and, and so amazing. And I'm, I, I think of like 20 different ways I can apply this to like what I'm doing. So I love it. Thank you so much. Cool. Thanks guys. All right, guys, we will catch you on the next show.
拜拜。Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with clients on demand, here's what I want you to do next: head over to clientsondemand.com/call. That's clientsondemand.com/call and book an appointment to speak to our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and we'll get you crystal clear on three things: number one, the exact price you should be charging; number two. The exact target audience you should be going after, and number three, the exact strategy you should be using to reach them. Remember, scaling your coaching or service business does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. Now, we've helped clients all over the world scale their businesses to six and seven figures while enjoying life and making the world a better place along the way. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to clientsondemand.com/call. I'm Russ Rafino, and let's talk soon.